Hello and welcome to the RWA podcast. I'm Paul Counter. I'm the Business Development Manager of Real World Analytics and you're listening to Real World NHS Insights. In each episode, we'll bring you industry insights using the latest NHS data to keep you updated on the trends and changes that affect your business. Today, I'll be chatting with Adele Curran, Chief Customer Officer of Real World Analytics. Welcome, Adele. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Great to have you. And Adele, we're going to be talking today, uh, looking at the NHS data. We're going to cover a few different themes for our listeners. Uh, I think we're going to look at, at item growth. We're going to look at, at service levels and, and nominations. And this is all, of course, using the publicly available NHS data, which has just been released um, a couple of days ago with the, the January figures. So we're going to talk through that. Um, for those that don't know, Adele recently actually talked at the AIM conference around the great COVID patient nominations vortex. So we're going to ask Adele towards the end of this episode uh, about that and what we're seeing on nominations. But the first thing we're going to jump into is item growth. Now, I will just say, as um, already mentioned, this is obviously January 2021 data. We are going to look at Scotland and Wales in future episodes. Uh, but as this is our, our first time for Adele and I uh, recording and looking at data at the same time, uh, we're just going to look at English data today. So we'll jump straight on into items then. And the big news here, if you are an average size pharmacy in the UK, you did 92,272 items last year. So any more than that, you're above average, any less, and you would be below. But the main thing we want to look at and where we see value interrogating data is actually looking at, at trends. So what has been the level of change uh, in January 2021 uh, for the previous year versus the, the year prior to that? So how have things essentially been going um, since we've been living with a COVID pandemic now? We've had some very big factors influencing, or you would think influencing, item levels. We've had COVID potentially keeping patients away from doctors, and we've got an ongoing desire to move to social prescribing. Now, even with all of that, when we look at the trends, the total change we see for January 2021 versus January 2020 is a 0.0% change for the year. So... Adele, does this mean script levels in the UK are, are essentially bulletproof and, and we're going to see them remain at this level indefinitely? I, I think it's a, that's a very good question. I think what we are seeing in the UK is a definite trend to more, towards more compliant patients. Um, and that is reflective of the flashness of the items um, year on year. So we're only a couple of months away from being a year-on-year -year versus a COVID month. Um, so we're, we're currently looking at, you know, this January being a 21 being a COVID month versus the previous January. We can see that the item trend is 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 
down considerably, uh, 5.7%, but that is uh, taking um, into account that there was 26 days in January 21 versus 27 days in January 20 uh, of dispensing days. And so that kind of makes things back to the even flatness again. You know, we do know that we see uh, when they publish the data, you kind of go, oh, that doesn't look great, but actually when you count the number of days dispensing, they kind of flatten themselves out uh, month on month. I think we're still uh, uh, going to see more item growth um, in the UK, um, I think in, in England especially. I think the, the move towards a higher EPS, higher nominations, more compliant patients because of these are going to drive more items and more fees towards pharmacies. So I wouldn't be uh, surprised at all to be start seeing maybe a one or two percent growth on year on year when we get into COVID months versus COVID months. Okay, well, we'll definitely keep a, a track on that. And I look forward to perhaps having a conversation about that with you in an edition of this podcast in a few months to see whether that's, that's come to fruition or not. Um, Nice also as well, Adele, just to think that even with a, a three-month delay, we're, we're not yet seeing the figures for the beginning of the, the COVID period. It, it, I guess, feels like to me and probably a lot of other people that we've been in, in lockdown more or less forever. So um, nice to see a reminder that's not the case. So looking at, at the... We, we sort of looked at the overall number there, Adele, but actually sort of slicing the, the pie up and seeing movement within the, the groups, we can see that's not quite... The, the same um, in, in terms of item numbers there, there's definitely been a dip from the the corporates and their, their item levels are actually down 5.1 percent over, over that January 20 to 21 period but but there's been a, a rise for small groups so can you sort of explain to us why we're seeing that um well I, I can I can I can very I can give you my opinion in in why I think this is happening. Um, um, the so what we're seeing is a a, a much bigger rise in nominations and a but a much bigger rise in deliveries from local and community pharmacies. So where um, people were getting their um, prescriptions in their local supermarket when they were going doing their shopping, now they have the convenience of having the the um, prescriptions delivered to their front door, um, and that kind of has affected the um, the the numbers in the in the corporates. I think you right. know some a couple of the corporates you can see you know the, the more uh, community group corporates, the likes of uh, you know maybe De Lewis, um, uh, the 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 Rolands, the, you know the 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 bigger of them, the Cohens, uh, the Well, they they are kind of not seeing the the same kind of fall as other other um, corporates, and I think. You've got the knock-on effect of people not going shopping. They're doing their grocery shopping online. People are still shielding. There is, in January especially, we're looking back January now rather than April. You're thinking, you know, the, the start of the vaccine rollout had just started. So there was still a lot of people indoors and getting things delivered to their homes. Um, it, it corresponds with the, the rise uh, and the percentage increase in the online um, um, uh, division. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, the one thing I I was was going to come to, but you you you've kind of led us into it nicely there. That is the the one group we do see 
uh, a, a big jump with there. There is online, of course. Um, that, that's actually up 59% just in, in the last three months alone. So I, I guess our assessment would be, in part at least, that is being fueled by these lockdowns. Yeah, it is. I mean, you've got so you've 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 got the two major players in online pharmacy in England, which are Echo and Pharmacy to You. Um, you know, Echo. Uh, there was a lot of movement from the bricks and mortar pharmacy of Lloyd's into the Echo um, online. So uh, at the beginning, the, you could see that there was a, a quite as a sharp fall in the bricks and mortar pharmacies in Lloyd's, but there was quite a sharp increase in Echo. Echo started to do a lot of marketing. Um, it, we're like looking back in January, there was a lot of marketing starting to happen. Um, so there's a lot of drive towards building their presence and them becoming number two to pharmacy to you in the UK is a big indicator that they mean business and they're, they're going to stay in the market. Um, those two are the two big guys. Of yeah. course, as I said, we're not, we're not looking at year on year you know, apples against apples in January because we're not looking at COVID against COVID. But I think when we start looking again around about when April's data comes out, we'll see that the year-on-year -year figures um, will start to kind of flatten out because okay. the the huge increases to the online started at around April last year, yeah. and and you'll see that the 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 increases won't be as substantial when we hit April's um, uh, data. Okay, so a, a very good point there, I suppose. When we're looking across this twelve-month period, really, we're we're sort of encompassing pre-pandemic and, and then the pandemic um, time, I guess we're all in. We're, we're going to move on at this point. Um, and we're going to take a, a quick look at nominations, which are, I guess will be closely linked. Um, now, Adela, I'll be honest, the, the nominations data always sort of slightly baffles me. So I, I might just ask you to give us your insights here off the bat. I know you recently actually did a presentation at the AIM conference around the, the COVID patient nominations vortex, which was really well received. So I guess for the, the people that weren't there that didn't listen to that, um, perhaps you can just explain what we have been seeing in nominations and how we think the pandemic's affected things there. Okay, well, you know, look, the, the, the good news is that, um, you know, the, majority of England, the majority of the surgeries are all moving to EPS. Um, uh, it's one of the silver linings of the COVID is the, the, the biggest increase to nominations to electronic. Um, so, you know, over the months since last March, we've seen uh, a constant increase of um, of nominations across pretty much most of our, our um, the community pharmacies in the UK. Um, people, the, the, if, if the pharmacies themselves weren't nominating the patients, the surgeries were nominating the patients for them. So, you know, there was a big, big increase in, in nominations. You can see that the uh, percentage of manual prescriptions versus EPS prescriptions has really swung quite considerably where manual prescriptions are down 60, 70, 80% in most pharmacies and the EPS prescriptions are up 40, 50, 60% in, in pharmacies. So, you know, this is all a contributory factor 
based on the nominations, you know, because okay. obviously um, the, the, the online, again, you can see that uh, the online nominations, they do fluctuate quite a bit, you know, where you can see, you know, generally a corresponding movement to either a marketing or a social media or something with, with one of the online groups, you'll see a, 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 an increase in their nominations. Um, and then, you know, sometimes you see it fall back a little bit, but most of the time you're just seeing a, a, a considerable increase. People are looking for the safest and the most convenient way to get their medicines. And if that's delivered to your door and your um, pharmacy or your local pharmacy isn't offering that service for you, that's where you're going to go. Okay. Well, for, for those of you that haven't yet seen the the figures, I, I'll just give you the, the stats there to back up what Adele's just said. But the, the last three months, actually, um, patient nomination growth, uh, as Adele says, online pharmacy there, we've seen a 10.2% increase. But all groups are up. So I guess that's exactly what you're talking about there, Adele, when we're, we're saying there's this shift to electronic, um, smaller groups up by around 3%. In fact, that's the, the trend really across the board. The corporate slightly lower, just 1.6%, uh, but it, it does seem to mirror that that general shift across the, the industry. Um, the third thing we wanted to talk about to people today was, was around services. Um, we hear time and again, I suppose, that this is where the NHS wants community pharmacy to focus. This is where a lot of the the rewards, where the incentive, the remuneration is going to be in future. So um, let's just take a quick look at how pharmacies have performed during what must be, I suppose, the most uh, difficult year we, we've ever had, really, for delivering face-to-face -face engagements. Um, MUR claims, um, we're, we're still seeing a very strong performance across the board. This is a sector where uh, corporates do do well, Adele. So, so January 20, uh, we saw 281 MURs performed on average by corporates. Obviously, the, the total target for the year would have been 400. Uh, and in January, they'd have still had a, a, a between eight to 12 weeks left to, to complete that task. Um, it's actually the smaller groups, I suppose, where we see a, a lower number. So groups six to nine down to about 180. And, and then... Even yeah, I think, I think so. sometimes uh, community pharmacy, you know, are... are, are missing the revenue opportunity across services. I think you'll find that with MURs, um, because of COVID for for the majority of, you know, last year, um, the NHS gave permission um or the go ahead to do um either online or telecommunication um MURs with patients from around I think it might have been late September, early October last year. So where people weren't doing any MURs from April right through to September, October, they started redoing them again in 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 that time period from September, October right to uh I suppose the end of March when the year ended. So we, we know that we only had a hundred to do this year. That was what the contract um allowed us to do or get paid for. Um we will see i would think that you know in the next couple of months the 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 smaller guys and most of them will probably mop up the last few um they know it's a dwindling revenue so you know why would you leave it behind uh, especially as you can do it without having to have a face-to-face -face consultation with a patient at the moment okay thanks for that adele so 
I suppose my view talking to to pharmacists um, is is that they sort of view MURs as out of the two services, it's sort of the easy one to do, isn't it? You know, the NMS, people can find it a bit more tricky. How do you think pharmacists are, are viewing the demise of the, the MUR, Adele? Is it, is it going to be mourned or are we looking forward to what's next? Um, I think you're, you're, it's, there's, I suppose there's a lot of scepticism about what's next um, because there is uh, a lot of um, reliance on other sources to actually give you what's coming next. So, you know, the, the, the DMRs, which are the um, discharge medicine reviews, your reliance on, on a hospital or your reliance on, on a, you know, a, a care home or a, a respite center. So, you know, you're reliant on getting those, those um, from other people. Um, the CPCS, the NHS 111, your reliance on people actually, you know, the patients themselves going in and actually looking for NHS 111, you know, it's, it, so um, I think the, the CPCS will be, um, you know, a, a, a slow burner, I think, to begin with. Um, I think it's probably taken off a good bit um, in in the fact that, you know, people didn't want to leave their houses and the NHS 111 was a good way of, of you know, getting in touch with people about minor ailments and stuff without actually having to go to a doctor. Um, I think that, you know, if if I think maybe... As things settle down, the NHS themselves might do more marketing around NHS 111, and and that will probably drive it further. And so I think there is is good revenue streams in there. There'll be a lot of local um, services that will come on board as well to help people cope with the strains and the stresses and all the side effects of the whole uh, COVID pandemic. Um, so there is quite a lot of revenue, uh, I think, available in services going forward. I think probably not as easy and as, as easy to control as the MURs because, you know, the patient had the medicine for a year, you sit down and review the medicine with them and you're in quite in control of that yourself as yeah. a pharmacist. There's a lot of outside input to the, to the rest of the new services, I think. Okay. And it, as you mentioned now, you know, some of these new services we're expecting to come as locally commissioned services. So, Again, I suppose we're, we're waiting with bated breath to see just how rapidly those kind of services are rolled out. And indeed, if they're rolled out equally um, and, and spread equally across the, com- the country. Yeah, I, I suppose you see, like, I suppose there is a bit of a thought focus of, you know, there, there, is, there is quite a large government debt going forward into the 2021, the second half of it. Um, is the finances going to be there um, within the NHS to actually fund these local services. Um, you know, I, I do think pharmacy have, a, a, they're, they're, they're much more highly regarded um, within the government now in, in 2021 than they ever have been. So I think, you know, if the drive to get more funds to do more services and interact more with patients and take the pressure off the surgeries and the doctors, I think now's the time to do it. Okay, well, that actually brings us on to, I think, the last thing we want to look at today, really, and this really does, I suppose, show just how how flexible community pharmacy has been, how able to meet the the changing requirements that we've had this year placed on it by the healthcare system have, have been, and that's the the latest month average for, for COVID 
deliveries. So I'll, I'll just run very quickly through through what we see in the data, and then perhaps Adele, I can ask, you know, what do you think this is is telling us, and what message does it send to government? But um, corporates, we've actually seen a very low figure for the, the last month average COVID deliveries, just 17 there. Most of the other groups, it's significantly larger. So um, groups uh, really of 10 or larger are, are averaging pretty much 100 per month. Um, we actually see that with the, the smaller groups as well, even as low as two to three branches. Those groups are doing around 96 deliveries per month per branch. So that's a real indication, I think, of how pharmacy has been able to rise to the challenge. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the 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 pharmacies, you know, can and certainly stand up and take a bow. I mean, they they really they really uh, came and and brought their game. Um, I think there's a there's a risk in in these um, COVID deliveries. It, it's that you know the the government have you know put them in. They've taken them away. They've put them in. They've taken them away with the peaks and the troughs and the and the new spikes and everything with the, with the COVID itself. But the long term effect of this is that patients will want to have their medicines delivered, and in you know two months, three months, um, you know there's going to be no funding from uh, the NHS or the government for the deliveries for patients, and patients will want them. So you know if the online um pharmacies can continue to deliver to patients the community pharmacies are going to have to continue to deliver to the patients as well if they want to keep the patients so i think there is a risk there in terms of possible financial loss and, and a bit of margin um, that they might lose but the overall uh, thing with the the margin is that you know you've got more compliant patients you've got patients coming in more often you've got patients getting more items so at the end of the day there's more fees there to cover the cost of these deliveries um, so you know it's one to watch I think and we'll see more and hear more about it I think in the coming months. Okay well I think we've, we've tried to cover an awful lot there in the first episode we're, we're looking at data I guess that tells a tale of a a really um, dramatic and a, a really different year to year any of us have experienced previously. Uh, we talked very briefly uh, about item growth. We've looked at nomination stay and we've taken a look through services as well. Um, if you've got any questions or comments, um, do please feel free to get in touch with us at pharmacy at realworldanalytics.com. I think that probably is about all we do have time for today but don't forget to subscribe to rwa podcast on soundcloud or your preferred platforms if you haven't done so and you will then get notifications when we release new episodes um, finally once again i'd like to thank adele for all her input and insight thanks to you for listening and we look forward to seeing you next time thank you